between prepping ingredients, setting the table, and planning your tomorrow. Sometimes you need an extra hand with dinner. Delta Faucet is here to help. Just ask your connected home device to fill your pasta pot with Delta Faucet Voice IQ technology and fill it with the perfect amount of water. Done. Visit deltafaucet.com slash voice IQ to see how voice IQ can fill your dog's bowl, wash your hands, and more. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. Bringing you the news behind the news, the story behind the story. Well, the coronavirus that originated in Wuhan, China, poses a double threat to America. The first, of course, is to our health as the virus spreads through the U.S. population, hitting the elderly especially hard. But the second is to our economy as our economy is ground to a halt while more businesses, schools, and events shut down to, spl- to slow the threat of the contagion. We shouldn't underestimate the economic threat because the Chinese Communist Party is now using the pandemic to achieve its goals of surplanting the United States as the world's leading economic, diplomatic, and military power. To talk about this, we're joined now by Curtis Ellis. He's the policy director for America First Policies, and in an excellent article in American Greatness, he talks about these themes. Curtis, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, Jim. So it's interesting to see this same corporate media uh, that had been pushing the Russia hoax for three solid years, our our new generation's uh, red scare, now leaping to the defense of uh, China, who are actual communists, and ignoring it entirely uh, that the China is uh, is trying to use this this crisis to expand its uh, its supply chains and its tentacles into the United States and other Western nations. It's really a sight to behold of these people being the classic useful idiots. That, that's a term that the Russian, the Soviet communist propagandists talked about. Uh, they would seek out people in the West, in the United States and Western Europe, in the non-communist countries, countries that the, the Soviet communists wished to subvert, and eventually defeat, they would seek out people in these countries that were not communists themselves, not overt communists, and maybe not even communist sympathizers, but could be used to further the, the propaganda aims of Moscow, uh, of, of the Communist Party line. And they would be useful in sort of softening up public opinion and shaping public opinion that it would be uh, receptive or more amenable to the goals of the uh, of the communists and these people who themselves were not necessarily communists or even communist sympathizers were referred to as useful idiots they were idiots they could be duped into uh, furthering the line so example uh, back in the 1950s or and 60s during the Cold War when the Russians were our, the major threat, the uh, Russian communists, the Soviet communists, they would, uh, they would want to shape public opinion to be, they, they wanted the United States to disarm, right? I mean, they, they were not disarming, but they would like the West to disarm. So they would uh, get peace marchers, people 
who were who were sincere uh, Quakers, pacifists. I mean, nobody wants nuclear holocaust. Civil right? rights movement so, leaders. Uh, right. They would. Well, the, the with the peace movement, they would have people ban the bomb. Right. The whole ban the bomb movement. Right. Um, right. Pacifists get rid of the nuclear weapons. And uh, that was that was one line that they would use back in. And even going far with the civil rights movement, you have to go back to the 30s when the Communist Party. Uh, in the United States was a leading backer of the civil rights movement. And look, civil rights, good thing, right? And there were ending segregation absolutely needed to be done. There were injustices that needed to be righted. But the goal of the communist party and the Moscow communist party as well, they wanted a separate nation. They they said the, the African-Americans should have their own Republic. So they were seeking to divide up the United States divide and conquer and uh, divide and conquer. So uh, they would, they, they mask their propaganda under other causes, uh, uh, which are it on the surface, maybe even admirable right now. I, uh, on the surface, in many cases they are admirable. Look, Nobody wants war. We want peace. Got it. Great. Everybody wants civil rights. Got it. Great. Good. Um, but today, what we're seeing is we cannot – it's not so good today because what the Chinese communists are doing is trying to avoid responsibility. They're trying to rewrite history, and it's, it's amazing to watch mainstream reporters like the, that fellow from NBC – at the at the briefing the other day, uh, mouthing the Communist Party line, mouthing the uh, the, the propaganda, and well, you know, really I, I've enabling. Got, I've, I've got a clip uh, available for that. Uh, you know, please. This, this media, uh, whenever it is losing an argument or it doesn't have a good argument to make, always hurls charges of racism with any uh, at anybody that they disagree with, and now those very same tactics have made it right into the. Uh, White House briefing room where you would think that the opportunity to talk to the president of the United States in these dire times would be more uh, worthy of um, attention than questions like this. Okay. Why do you keep calling this the Chinese virus? There are reports of dozens of incidents of bias against Chinese Americans in this country. Your own aide, Secretary Azar, says he does not use this term. He says ethnicity does not cause the virus. Why do you keep using this? Because it comes from China. It's not racist at all. No, not at all. It comes from China. That's why it comes from China. I want to be accurate. Yeah, please, John. I have the great, I have great love uh, for all of the people from our country. But uh, as you know, China tried to say at one point, maybe they stopped now, that it was caused by American soldiers. That can't happen. It's not going to happen. Not as long as I'm president. Uh, it comes from China. John, please. I just find it very interesting that the media has now determined that uh, China is a race. The Chinese right. ha- has, um, you know, several different races. And, and as a matter of fact, they're one of the most racist countries on the face of the earth. They put people in concentration camps and harvest their organ that are in the out group. But, um, you know, th- these are people that are supposed to be contributing to the, the uh the public knowledge of what's being done and what they can do to keep uh, themselves safe. And yet they seem bogged down in this racist meme. Well, right. And this is a perfect example 
of what we were talking about, of the propagandists from Beijing using uh, using tricks for nothing else. They understand that identity politics, this fixation on racism and sexism and, and different isms, is a way to weaken uh, our country, that, that people will fall for it. Nobody wants to be a racist. Right? No, I don't. I mean, there's some morons out there that are, but uh, nobody wants to be a racist. So if you accuse somebody of being a racist, they'll back off. Right. So they're using this. And the whole identity politics thing is a way to divide the country. Right. We're not Americans. We're black. We're brown. We're pink. We're green. We're we're gay. We're straight. We're this. We identify with uh, some biological immutability. That's rather the, that's than the identifying Democrat with the country. That's the Democrat Party business model. Well, exactly right. And they are being played as well. They're playing into the hands unwittingly of the propaganda masters of, of the left, of the, of the international left, uh, whether they're in Beijing or, or elsewhere. This is a deliberate attempt to, uh, to, to dissolve the nation state, dissolve the United States. The other trick they use is globalization. I, I've written globalization is the Trojan horse that the Chinese Communist Party is using to take over the world. They have a a strategy of globalism for you, nationalism for us. There you go. China is a highly nationalistic country, and as you said, a highly racist country. The Han Chinese, the Han Chinese are the the majority race in China. The majority of China are, uh, but there are, there's the Uyghurs, the Muslim, the ethnic uh, Muslims, uh, the their their Turkmenistan uh, Tur- Tur- ethnic Turks in Western China, they're they're being put in concentration camps by the by Beijing by the Chinese Communist Party. The Han the the Chinese Communist Party plays on the nationalism and the cultural. Look for five thousand. That's a five thousand year old culture. And China believes in in its long history that they are superior to the rest of the world. They're the middle kingdom, halfway between earth and heaven. They're the middle, heaven above, earth below. And in the middle, you've got the wonderful Chinese culture. And their destiny is to rule the world. That's their belief. Uh, Rule all under heaven. So the uh, so they're highly nationalistic, but they push globalism. And now China's portraying itself, Beijing's portraying itself as the defender of globalization. We can't interfere with free trade. You, Washington and President Trump are interfering with global free trade. Uh, not they're violating the the globalized economy, and they're using that as a as a pretext, as a Trojan horse, and the Western media plays along. When It's just amazing that we have allowed the communist China to capture so much of our supply chain, including uh, life-saving pharmaceuticals, absolutely critical to our nation's health, and also including uh, components in our, our uh, military um, requirements. And, and, you know, there was a, a movement uh, starting to, to gain traction prior to this uh, pandemic, uh, to decouple America's economy and, and key sectors from that of China. And now we see that uh, the Chinese uh, are instructing their state-owned industries to capitalize on the, the pandemic in order to expand their supply chain. I think one of their, uh, 
their ministers that you cited in your American Greatness piece said that the third decade of the 21st century is launched with China's fight against the epidemic, with its, stru- its structural improvement of China's interaction with the world and a breakthrough in China's global war. That's right. Uh, and they're using the perfect example is the way they're shipping medical equipment, masks, face masks, protective gear, ventilators to Italy and to Western Europe. China is pro- produces the bulk of those in the world, and they bought up in the end of January. They bought up the global supply, and now they're using them as a way to build goodwill and show their uh, their uh, alleged superiority. See, we got our stuff together. The West is faltering. The United States is all confused. CNN repeated this as as the, the a, sh- uh, a plane load of this equipment was being unloaded in Italy. Uh, a CNN reporter was there and gave the glowing Communist Party line. As the United States falters, as President Trump has fractured the Atlantic alliance, China is stepping into the breach as the global leader. That's their game. And as our economy stumbles now because of the pandemic that China released, China is going to try to flood our markets and gain more market share in various industries. I've got an example. I've got an example of uh, that sort of narrative coming out of the Today Show. I think that's... uh Today's show is CBS, uh, NBC, NBC, NBC. my bad. Yeah, Uh, this is a Today Show uh, uh, reporter on the street uh, talking uh, to the, the crew there in the studio. And China and South Korea and those Asian countries, Hoda, may have helped uh, Western Europe and America by delaying the arrival of the coronavirus here. But now uh, they are worrying that they may get reinfected by the coronavirus uh, from the rest of the world. So China was helpful in delaying the arrival of the coronavirus to the Western nations. I think uh, the United States and Italy and and Spain and uh, and other countries would would take uh, take exception to that characterization. Uh, yeah, that's hundred proof pure Chinese propaganda. That's the China propaganda line. The world owes China a thank you for buying the world time. No. China owes the world trillions of dollars for unleashing this pandemic. And as a matter of and as a matter of fact, they kept wraps on the outbreak in Wuhan, China, that they claim uh, originated in this wet market. They've they've claimed that uh, they've changed that. um, Now they're now denying that. But uh, we always have to keep in mind that that's also home to their their top level germ warfare laboratory. We still to this day do not know the origin of this virus because China will not allow our researchers, any international researchers and experts in virology into into China to look at this. They kept them carefully guarded when a when a World Health Organization team finally was allowed in weeks, weeks, weeks into this, maybe months into the outbreak. Uh, they were carefully guarded and carefully guided. And China still refuses to release information, crucial information to determine the infectiousness of this, the mortality rate, uh, and to get a better handle on treatments and uh, the origins of it. So China covered it up. The first doctors, uh, what are doctors tasked with doing? Finding disease and curing people. 
In China, when the doctor noticed this new disease, this novel infection, what did the Chinese authorities do? They arrested him. They arrested the doctors, and they, they, they basically tortured them and made them confess and apologize for rumor mongering. And if you're, they were arrested and charged with rumor mongering, spreading rumors. If you spread rumors in China, your social credit score goes to zero and you can no longer do anything. And the doctor that first blew the whistle on the coronavirus subsequently perished from it. And the, the uh, director of the hospital that was the, the hotbed of the original outbreak, he also perished of it as well, although neither of them were in what you would call a risk, high risk category. Yeah, yeah. So you have to wonder about that. But that, that doctor who was arrested for rumor mongering went back to treat more patients, mm-hmm. and he died. Yep. And it's uh, and this shows the barbarity of that regime that they arrest a doctor for blowing for for sounding the alarm. We have a problem here. We have a problem. Let's let's call to action. It's like I rang the fire alarm and then I was arrested for reporting that there's a fire. I want because we don't want anyone to get upset. I want to play That's one more attitude. clip for you. There, this is the latest line coming out of uh, communist state media about the origins of this virus. And the virus originated in China. Hold on, hold on. Has Jesse Waters done his research? Maybe not. Well, I can help. Just a week ago, China's top respiratory disease expert, Zhong Nanshan, who won fame for combating the SARS epidemic in 2003, said although COVID-19 first appeared in China, that does not necessarily mean it originated here. The virus was first thought to have originated in a seafood market in Wuhan. However, a research team led by Dr. Yu Wenbin sequenced the genome of 93 SARS-CoV-2 samples provided by 12 countries proved otherwise. So it's been really interesting to watch the evolution of uh, the origin, uh, the official line of the Communist Party about the origin of this virus. First, they said it was a wet market, then any talk of uh, the coincidence that it just happened to be 20 miles away from this germ warfare laboratory was immediately labeled conspiracy. And now they're claiming that it didn't originate even in that wet market. Right. And they're claiming it came from the U.S. Army. And then there was another commentator on China Central TV saying, well, if the United States develops a vaccine, that proves that they had this virus present. uh, They had samples of the virus present long before we did in China. So they got a head start on developing the vaccine. Uh, So they are, as I say, they are desperate to avoid responsibility for this because now the world sees the danger of doing business with China, of locating your industries in China. You don't know what you're going to get. You don't know if you're going to get your stuff out of it. Because remember, at the first outbreak of this, they shut down all their factories. So all of the Western companies could not get anything out of there. They couldn't get iPhone parts. They couldn't get auto parts. Uh, And now we know that 97% of our medicines, antibiotics, uh, ventilators, uh, medical devices are all made in China. And that is insane. The world sees that. And so the Communist Party of China 
is in a desperate fight for survival because if these companies move out as president Donald J. Trump has said they should for years now, he's been saying that for decades, he's been saying that. And the tariffs he put in place three years ago were to hasten that and started to hasten it. Now the rush for the exit would be, uh, it'd be a stampede. And if that happens, the Chinese communist party loses its grip on power because all the money that Western companies have given to that regime by locating factories there is what keeps them in power. And they know this. Anybody they that engaged this in this sort of economic um, a trade with the old Soviet Union would have been immediately labeled as a, a traitor to the nation. And yet our corporate, um, our, our biggest corporations, corporate 500 companies, have offshored almost all of their production to China in the last few years. Curtis, I, I, I'm, I'm glad to have you on. I'd like to hold you over through the break if that's possible because I want to hear what's going on with the campaign and your take on what effect, if any, this will have on the prospects of the president's re-election. Certainly. Stick with us. If you are trying to quit drinking or doing too many drugs, listen to me. You don't know me and we'll never meet. I had a problem like you once. I drank and used to party a little too much till it got out of control and almost ruined my life. I realized I needed help to fix my problem before it totally destroyed me. If you've tried to fix your drinking and drug problem and you know you can't do it alone, you need to call the National Treatment Advisors. They'll immerse you into a 30-day program to replace your old habits with new habits and totally change your life. And if you have PPO, private health insurance, the entire program may be covered. Fix your problem right now before it gets any worse. Get clean. Call now and learn more. 800-957-6209. 800-957-6209. 800 That's 800-957-6209. Well, while the Democrats and the official Washington and the media were focused and and really uh, fixated on the president's impeachment back in January, the president was uh, had this outbreak on his radar and, in fact, shut down travel from the affected areas of China and subsequently uh, to Europe and, and other nations. Uh, the left was then, uh, their, their response was to call the president a racist and a xenophobe. And, uh, and it turns out that, that that action saved more lives than probably anything else the president could have done at the time. So now they're taken to second-guessing each and every response from this administration. Uh, When he does something right, they say that he should have done it sooner. Uh, And I'm just wondering, while we've got our guest on, Curtis Ellis, who is um, a policy director for America First Policies, what effect might this have on the campaign? We see that Joe Biden has uh, taken entirely to standing on the sidelines and criticizing the president uh, uh, just nonstop. His most recent tweet says, In times of crisis, the American people deserve a president who tells them the truth and takes responsibility, and Donald Trump has not been that president. I have never seen a more open and transparent response. The president, the vice president, holds an hour-long press briefing every day uh, where they answer all of the media's questions. And, uh, and Curtis, what do you think? I I recently saw a poll that the president's handling of this uh, enjoys about a 55% approval rating. 
What do you think that this uh, this uh, crisis effect it could have on the president's reelection and the campaign? Well, this certainly is a, this has become the campaign. Uh, it, it, what I mean by that is this has rewritten the campaign. Uh, remember back in January, even as the impeachment was in uh, high gear, the president's ratings and approval ratings were high. The Democrats' spirits were low. They didn't see any way they could win. The president's reelection seemed inevitable. And now it's a completely other game. Nobody's thinking about the campaign. Nobody's thinking about the election. Nobody's thinking about November. They're well, thinking about the next day. Joe Biden seems uh, entirely fixated on it. If you go over to his Twitter feed, it's hard to believe how irresponsible and unhelpful he is being in the uh, in this environment. And what he's doing is he is exposing that the the American people can see anyone who looks can see who is fighting, who is serious about fighting the virus, who is fighting for the American people and who is playing political games right now. The American people don't want to hear about politics aside from weirdos like you and me, Jim, most people don't pay attention to (laughs) politics. They assume politicians are lying sacks of manure and just are in it for themselves, could never make it in the real world in business, so they are living off taxpayer money and using taxpayer money to bribe voters to stay in office. That's what most people think of politicians. They don't want to hear about politics. They have a family. They have a house to worry about. They've got kids. They've got school. They've got a job. That's what they, uh, they've got a sports team they're rooting well, for, you know, the, rooting against. As I see, Biden and the Democrats' response to, uh, to this is, is taken two aspects. One, when the president does something right, like, you know, uh, issue these travel bans or, or uh, you know, uh, shut down the cruise ship industry or other things, things that we have actually seen the Democrat governors of California and New York praise the president for, Biden and the campaign says, well, he should have done that sooner. And when he does right. something wrong, as you inevitably will in a crisis like this, you you try something. If it doesn't work, you adjust your tactics. Then they point out that he doesn't know what he's doing. And it, it is just so destructive to people that are trying to make it through the actual crisis that it's hard to believe they right. can be that, that irresponsible. That's right. They're trying to make it through the actual crisis that they're facing with their family. My kids are home from school. I may be home from work. I maybe just got laid off, and all these all this guy is doing is taking pot shots at the president. Look, the president's in charge, and he's in charge. He's trying to do something. If you don't have something constructive to say, just shut up. Just because shut they're not the offering hell constructive. Up. <laughs> <laughs> right? They're they're not offering constructive suggestions. Now, the ones who are. Gavin Newsom is saying good things. Governor Cuomo in New York is doing some is 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 being calm, steady leadership. He offered constructive suggestions. He said, "Let's get the Army Corps of Engineers in here so I can convert some uh, the the the, con- the convention center. I can convert it into a hospital or take some of the." Uh, state university dorm rooms and convert them into a hospital. Uh, And the president's response to that call was actually to mobilize some of the U S Navy's hospital ships and send them to New York. I mean, that's how you work together in these kinds of, kinds of crises. 
Exactly. That's what people want to see. And I got to say, Governor Cuomo stepped up. I never thought I'd say that. Uh, Andrew Cuomo is doing a terrific job now. And President Trump says so. And Cuomo says President Trump's doing a terrific job. They are working together. The Army Corps of Engineers is coming in here. They're going over to the Jacob Javits Convention Center on the west side to scope it out, scout it out, see if they can make it into a hospital so we can get some of the less critically ill patients out of the hospitals and put them over there for a while and free up some space for the for for the critically ill so curtis we've just got about our hospitals we've just got about a minute left and before i let you go i want to ask you about uh the legislation that is working its way through the house and the senate uh they're calling it phase two and phase three of the response what do you think uh are are those going to be effective efforts or do you just see the democrats and uh, and other politicians loading this up with their pet projects this is going to be the defining moment for the Trump administration, the Trump presidency, and for Washington. We have to take care of the people who are being hurt by this CCP virus. And we get this done and get it done right, and people are going to see uh, results. They're going to be taken care of. And we're not going to be just bailing out the big fat cat Wall Street guys. President Trump has said, I don't want buy- stock buybacks. I don't want this money going to stock buybacks. I want to see it going to the people. Curtis and- Ellis. Curtis Ellis is policy director for the America First Policies and writes a column at America Greatness. You should check it out. You can find him on Twitter at America First Pack, and you can find him on the web at a1apack.org. That's a1a1pack.org. Well, that takes us to the end of this edition of Right Now with Jim Dawes. I want to thank you for joining us and invite you back here again tomorrow right here on the Mojo 50 Radio Network. We'll talk to you then. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, what's the word, delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details.